Welcome to this episode of the Market Authority Show. Today, I want to extend a very special welcome to the newest members of the Market Authority Academy. We have Debbie Dimas in Yuma, Joanna Chavez in Phoenix, and Eric Bidari in Austin. I'm really excited to welcome you all to the Academy, and I am so pumped to celebrate all the successes that are sure to follow. Today, we're talking to Caroline Dominguez. Caroline is the founder and creative director of Blueprint, a boutique branding and creative studio serving the real estate industry. As a branding expert specializing in luxury and lifestyle real estate brands, her focus is helping agents and teams reach their target audiences through refined design and strategic marketing, cheering them on as they go after their biggest missions in business. Caroline and I met a couple of years ago when Bryce and I reached out to her to do our branding for our real estate business. You know, if you have been following me for any time, that the branding side of things is really important to me. I just think it's really fascinating that with the right brand, meaning the right visuals, the right message, and the right execution, you can compel somebody to choose you over your competition, even if they have more experience, a different skill set, lesser fees. It really comes down to the brand. And to me, the brand is the thing that accomplishes that. It is the thing that makes somebody choose you over your competition. And Caroline has a really amazing approach to branding, and she's going to kind of share all of those different details in this discussion. In this discussion, we cover Caroline's journey from real estate agent to real estate branding master. Because if you've seen any of her work on her Instagram or her website, you're going to be amazed. This is not old school branding, you guys. This is beautiful, luxury, tangible branding. She covers what the brand means in 2020 how your brand helps you stand out from your competition, and the three things that agents need to do to create a compelling, irresistible brand. I'm loving this conversation with Caroline. I think that you are going to love her too, so let's get right to it. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate nine-to-fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our nine-to-fives to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from Timeless Principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. Hey, and welcome 
Welcome back to the Market Authority Show. Today, I am joined by my dear friend, Caroline of the Blueprint Brand Studio. Caroline, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here, Stephanie. The honor is all mine. Now, for those who are not yet familiar of you and your work, would you mind sharing a little bit of your story and what it is you do today? Yeah, of course. So my name is Caroline Dominguez, and I am the founder and creative director of Blueprint Brand Studio, which is a creative studio serving the real estate industry exclusively. I'm based in North Carolina with my husband, Joe, and we have a really beautiful four-month-old daughter, Olivia, as well. Uh, And I lead a remote team of designers and account managers and writers who work for uh, my studio and my clients as well, and they reside all over the country. So we've really honed the art of Zoom calls and Mm -hmm. all of the remote workspace and what comes with that. Um, So as far as story and how I got into all of this, gosh, let's see. I started um, kind of by accident because my background is more in journalism uh, and some graphic design as well kind of on the side with that I I tended to do both concurrently with just that focus on story in my life and a lot of people are like how did you go from journalism to real estate to what you're doing now Mm -hmm. Um, and I took a pivot in my career is really the simplest way I can put it uh, into real estate as an agent with Keller Williams in Waco, Texas. Um, Loved it, did great at it, focused on buyers. It was one of the best uh, years, year and a half of my life. Uh, And then that kind of led into becoming marketing director for a real estate team uh, based in Virginia Beach. And so I was in that role uh, for a while as well and just kind of continuing to grow and absorb knowledge about the industry and just grow my passion for um, this space and agents and their work. Um, And kind of naturally through the course of all of those projects I was involved in and and rubbing shoulders and elbows with so many different agents, um, I started developing my own ideas of, you know, if I ever, if I ever went into business for myself, what would I do to help agents with their branding? Because this was the thing that kind of consumed my thoughts even when I was an agent myself. Uh, And I would be thinking, you know, I really don't like this, this, um, stocksy big mill buyer magazine that my brokerage gave me. How can I change this? So I was changing my own materials left and right and creating all this new stuff as an agent. And then for the team that I worked for, um, and I had agents coming to me being like, how did you do this? Where'd you buy this from? And I said, well, I made it. And they said, well, can you make one for me? (laughs) And so it just kind of started happening and it was happening more and more until finally, our um, guest bedroom in our house started being taken over by all of my mock-ups for different agents, brands, and materials. Started as a side hustle, and then it just grew and it grew until I transitioned to doing that full-time, um, open blueprint, uh, and now it's what I do full-time, and I love it. We focus on branding, some editorial work, um, general business communication, consulting for realtors and teams, and in some instances, even entire brokerages. So it's fun stuff and, and it's, it's really my passion. That is such a cool story. I, I think that one of the things that I admire most about Blueprint is that kind of to your end, it, it was manifested from a need that you were hearing in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that really spoke to us because, you know, we've had the opportunity. I've been lucky enough to work with you on the branding side of things. Mm-hmm. You did a 
an amazing extensive brand work for for our team and um it i feel that it really sets us apart but it also gives me that confidence in mm-hmm. my brand and my visuals that come out um so it's been amazing to work with you and it seems like you were made to do this so um i want to acknowledge you for that because not only did you see a need you created the solution for that need, the offering that fit that need perfectly. Um, I think that's that in and of itself is like the mark of a true <laughs> entrepreneurial spirit. Um, what do you think, what does branding mean to you? Because when I talk to agents, when they think of branding, they immediately think of the visuals. They think of the logo, the marks, colors, but when I look at the work that you do, it's much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I think my answer to that is a couple things. So first of all, I think of branding as storytelling. And I'm going to probably be a broken record on this throughout this conversation because it's what I say over and over to my clients and um, the agents that I talk with on the phone from week to week. Uh, it, it's why I think it was so easy for me to segue from the world of journalism and writing to what I'm doing now because it's all story to me, whether I'm writing and interviewing for a cultural beat, what I did in journalism, or I'm designing a visual family for an agent, it's all about the narrative and the different pieces of that narrative that come together to create the whole. Um, I think first of all, you have to acknowledge what branding is not, which is it's not just a logo, it's not just a color system, it's not just the surface. We all are familiar with the idea of the iceberg theory or the method, right? And so you've got the things that are on the surface that are easy to see, the logos, the colors, the fonts, but there's all this stuff beneath the surface of the water, what's below that's actually giving that that entity stability that you don't see. And those are things like tone of voice and experience and consistency and simplicity. And those are things that I think are all interwoven into what a strong brand is. I use the word experience and and I think that that's a huge part of the definition for me. If you think about stores like Walmart or Nordstrom and the difference between the two, when you walk in, what you expect to receive in terms of selection and quality and price and just the overall experience, it's not just the Nordstrom logo or the Walmart color system or what we think of when we think of their visuals. It's the experience that they've created for the consumer. Uh, And so as an agent or a team, you can't just roll out the red carpet at the closing table for your clients. You have to be giving them significant touch points from the moment they come across you on Instagram, then to your website, then they land in your inbox and they meet you in person and they fill your business card and they see your stuff in the mail. If you are being consistent and experiential in all of your touch points, you're weaving the narrative together. Um, it's something that's personable and it's, it's so much more than just how it looks. It's a feeling. I love that and you answered it exactly as i was hoping you would because i think that that i think that is what is so lost with so many real estate agents because as it is this is a ridiculously difficult industry like mm-hmm. superfluously difficult mm-hmm. in a lot of different ways um and so there's a lot of different things that we have to learn especially when you're just getting into the business and we wear so many hats And we can forget and become so close to the process that we may not take the time to think about what it looks like on the client's end. Mm -hmm. And remembering that there is so much competition out there for us. Like to me, it was always natural that 
that the brand be kind of an identifier for an identifier for us mm-hmm. um, and, and offer that experience that sets us apart from the competition, regardless mm-hmm. of how much time we'd had, you know, been in the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so can we talk a little bit about that and how, how a brand can help an agent set themselves apart from their competition. Because for example, in my, in my state, we have like 80,000 licensees. Yeah. And you know, we, you have everybody from top producers to people who've been in the business for 30 years to people who have massive teams. How does the brand kind of make sense of that and help even individual agents or teams or whatever shape and size set themselves Mm -hmm. up for success? Mm -hmm. I think it's a great time to be talking about branding and a great time to be talking about standing out through your branding. Um, Because, I mean, we're in a global pandemic right now, and we're all kind of at home trying to find different ways to tweak our marketing, or most of us are, um, Mm -hmm. to elevate it and stand out more. And you know, it's a unique time digitally um, in terms of marketing where more consumers are used to seeing beautiful things. And so the pressure to really... um, have your best foot forward in that area is just, I think, bigger than ever before. And so it's just something that I love talking about because it is so relevant. Um, I think it goes a little bit back to what I said about experience in terms of um, when your brand is all about an experience and a feeling, it makes you memorable. And I think when you are memorable, then you are going to be able to differentiate yourself from that sea of agent sameness that is everywhere. this is also because, you know, branding to me, it's about the storytelling and the feeling. And that is something that um, gives you brand equity. Um, it's not just about the service and the work. It's something that's going to provide your clients with this emotional trust factor that helps them connect with you. Um, Seth Godin, who's one of my like marketing idols, he has this quote, and I think mm-hmm. it's everywhere now and everyone is putting that on Instagram. And But it's, it's just so good. It's like people don't buy products and services they buy relationships stories and magic and that that's branding it's relationships and stories and magic and it's the language of those things said the same way over and over to the same audience with just those people in mind and that's what creates connection and i think connection makes you memorable and being memorable makes you timeless and when you have all of those facets working for you there's no way you're not going to look different from the other guy Oh man, you are speaking my language. (laughs) I think, you know, I think that that is something that um, we knew intuitively as a team as we were developing our business and our brand. Um, But to hear you articulate it in that way, I think is going to land with a lot of my audience who's listening to it. So thank you for being so clear in explaining that. Um, what is your process when you work with agents? So when you bring someone on, how do you access all of that as a third party? So the brand audit phase of what I do is what I consider to be the most foundational and probably the most critical phase of the entire process. It's a multi-layered process and that's where we start. And it's often where it's often the, the part of the process that is missed when you're DIYing your brand or you work with like maybe an Etsy or a Fiverr experience, which is, it's fine. And that's completely, actually, I, I recommend that as a starting place for agents who aren't ready to custom brand. You know, you just want to get something clean out there. But when you're ready for the custom experience, you need to dig really deep. And so um, the 
focus of the brand audit phase is talking primarily about your ideal client as an agent and then giving me the opportunity to really absorb that as your designer and then translate it back to you to make sure we're on the same page. So I'm asking so many questions. I give my clients this really, really in-depth questionnaire. You probably remember, uh -huh. it's a little bit intimidating. <laughs> I give my clients a while to work through it. And, and I've had people come back to me and say, oh my gosh, like this felt like a life coaching session just because I haven't had to answer these questions really ever. Uh, and I ask them unconventional questions like your ideal client, where would they shop? What would they wear? What music would they listen to? And more importantly, why? Because we're crafting like this, this character or persona that is very, very real to your business because that's who you're targeting. Um, and so if we can kind of put uh, a feeling and a shape around who you're trying to talk to, then we can define your visuals and your voice so much more clearly. Uh, and a big part of that for me is realizing and telling my clients in the process is that you're not the hero of your brand. Uh, just having personality in your brand is really not the point. Uh, we're going to choose bits and pieces of who you are and we're going to infuse your brand with that. But all of you and all that you stand for and all that you love in terms of colors and, and feeling and all of that, we can't put all of that in your brand because that's not the point. The point is the audience. Mm -hmm. And so we'll be very selective about what about your preferences and your voice in your life is really, really targeted to them. And that's what we focus on. And we make them the hero of the story and they're the centerpiece. And so long as we can keep that the focus, everything flows around that really, really well. And so I create this strategy brief all about audience and um, the focus around that. And then from there, we create our mood board and color palette that guides the rest of the design process. I love that. So that's actually something that I think a lot about and I talk a lot about when I'm mentoring agents. Um, and I do remember that questionnaire. And yeah. honestly, I don't know if I was intimidated. I think I was more excited because I, I love a good questionnaire. I love answering and thinking about those questions. So I think I actually got it back to you within like an hour of you sending yeah, it. Yeah, you were probably the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the stuff that makes me come alive. So I was really yeah. excited by it. Um, um, but that is the work that so many agents kind of miss. And I think that in any marketing strategy, if you don't have that hard work of looking at your ideal clients and trying to figure out who you're trying to get in front of in the first place, you know, that you have a very watered down approach to the way that you're speaking to people. And that is only exacerbated online. So right. what I see, and I wonder if you feel the same way, um, what I see a lot of agents running into is they want to be the agent for everybody. Yeah. And they're the agents that are screaming to a, sh to a crowded room, wondering mm -hmm. why nobody is responding to them. Mm -hmm. and really, and it sounds like this is what, what you're trying to do is say, let's take it back and see how we can speak directly to the person who needs to hear from you. Do you yeah. agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's the key to differentiation is um, a lot of agents, because the industry is so saturated, it's very easy to come from a place of emulation rather than inspiration with branding. You know, I think even like 10 years ago, it was a very different space where there was you know, like a cluster of local agents around you and you were very familiar with like, okay, I'm not going to use this font. And I'm not going to use this logo because, you know, they're using it and, and I don't want to like 
copycat or anything. And now we've got so much saturation and we're so hypersensitive and in tune to what everyone else is doing. Like we know when they rebranded, we know the strategy, we know who they hired, we know when they launched and it's just being inundated. We're, we're constantly overwhelmed by it. And so when we go to rebrand ourselves, you know, speaking as agents here, we are searching the landscape for what to do. And often I find when clients come to me, they have this kind of hodgepodge in their mind or even actual like clippings physical or on Pinterest of like everyone else's brand. And they're like, I just kind of want to put all these pieces together because all of them resonate with me, but it'll be my brand because it'll be my unique mix of these things. And I'm like, no, 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 let's stop there because that's not the path to success. That's not the path to differentiation. Um, At this point in time with the way that the industry is, there's so many different niches. There's so many little different spaces that you can occupy and you can own. Even if you don't have a hyper focus on like I focus on um, relocations or I focus on, you know, senior citizens and senior living communities and those kind of um, transactions, you still have your own voice and you still have your own style. And that is your own differentiation that you can own. That's just a really, really big deal. Um, I think it's important to want to see the way that your brand heroes see, but not necessarily look the way that they look. Mm -hmm. Um, A good example would be early on, I branded a just beautiful in every way agent in Vancouver. Her name is Gina Bourne. I love Gina. Gina, see, and that's the response I get from everyone because what's not to love with Gina? Like she's stylish and she's just lifestyle driven and all her materials. Mm -hmm. She gets good branding. She didn't need to be taught. Like she's lived it from day one in her business. So I'll be on the phone constantly. I swear it's almost like a weekly thing with a new lead or a current client and they'll early on in the process and they'll be like, I want to look like Gina. I want to look like Gina. And so we'll break down what is it that you're really saying? So how can we create the same quality and ethos and level of Gina in terms of like class and authenticity and all these beautiful things that she's mastered so well, but how can we do it your way? And there's so much more confidence in the autonomy of just owning what you've done your way, being inspired by agent brands around you and branding from other industries rather than trying to copy what someone else is doing. Yeah. I think that's so powerful. And I think, you know, it's not necessarily to knock on agents to say that, right? Because this is a lonely, isolating industry and Mm -hmm. there are few standards that we can just look out to measure up against. Yeah. Like, like me as Stephanie and Bryce Lugo from Scottsdale, Arizona, we can't measure up ourselves against someone well-known like Orion Serhant out of New York. Mm-hmm. Right. So where do you find the thresholds that you're trying to reach in terms of the standard uh, visuals that you're ex- that you're exuding, the standard of service um, that you're you know providing to clients? So it is it is something that I think a lot of us fall into naturally to just look around mm-hmm. and try to pick an agent that we can model ourselves out of. Um, mm-hmm. But one thing that I think I heard you say from all of that is kind of identifying where that standard, where you want that to be. Like, what does that standard even look like? Is it the consistency um, of feeling across all the platforms? For example, when I see someone that I really admire, they're always looking super consistently polished Mm -hmm. on social media. Their website is polished. Like Mm -hmm. there's consistency across all of those platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, is that something that you're able to accomplish just through the brand that you're the brand work that you're doing with agents or is there more to it than that? 
I think what I give agents is the toolbox and the set of guidelines that they need to then know how to go out and execute themselves. So I can only take the client so far in terms of setting them up for success and giving them this crystal clear vision for this is what your brand looks like out in the wild. But then ultimately it is on the agent or the marketing point person on the team or whoever it is that's touching the brand on a daily basis and executing it online and in print to keep it consistent. Um, and I do think that if we're talking about the threshold for a great brand, just even in a very technical sense, consistency and simplicity would probably be the two biggest elements that I would harp on like over and over again. Um, everything from the background color of your Instagram story to the font guidelines that you've implemented on your website, every single little touch point should be curated. And that's not to make it feel restrictive. I think when you're first starting out and you just rebrand and you've got all these visuals and you're ready to go, um, and you're used to just kind of pulling things together as you go. And there's so much grace for that, as you said, because it's a mm -hmm. frantic business and a frantic lifestyle. And you, most agents, they just haven't had the time to do things the same way every time. But when you've invested in the process and you have the tools to do that, um, that's the work right there, is just every single touch point being executed consistently. And I think if you can do that, if nothing else, you've accomplished 90% of the work. And that's the quality of the brand right there is people know what to expect when they see your stories, when they read your emails, when they visit your website. Yeah, I couldn't agree with that more. And that could not come less naturally to me. So a <laughs> Most lot of, of us. <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of people might be surprised, but like for me, I mean, not to be crude, but I'm like queen of half-assing it. <laughs> so like I, to me, I'm really attracted to per, like, you know, done, not perfect. Right. I just want things to get done and I want yeah. them done quickly. And I am not going to be dazzled by the idea of perfection. If it's going to keep me from accomplishing something, Bryce, on the other hand, yeah, my husband, he is the one who is like, no, it has to be absolutely perfect. Every single detail matters. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's the one going through things with a fine tooth comb. And in, in working with him in that way, it's taught me the value of, of doing things right and doing mm -hmm. things thoroughly and consistently. And I think that that's why the three of us worked so well together. It's mm -hmm. because that is something that you execute on really well. Um, so, so I definitely admire that. It doesn't come naturally to me, <laughs> but you make it look super natural. Um, so, I mean, this is all super important. Um, I'm loving all the things that I'm hearing for you, from you. If you are an agent listening to this and you're beginning to feel a little overwhelmed, mm -hmm. what are a couple of things that you can offer to that agent? Maybe three tips, three things that they can do on their own if they're mm -hmm. not ready to take that next step and do a whole comprehensive brand, um, you know, package for their business. What are three things say that they can do to begin working in this direction? Yeah, I think I'll sound like a broken record again, but I really do mean this talking about consistency. So let's get a little practical in terms of consistency. I think one or two main brand fonts, one or two main colors. If you don't have a specific visual family in place, if you haven't worked with a professional designer, if you're just not ready for that, you can go and you can find, you can even go on a Pinterest and you can Google um, 
you know, the best Google font pairings. And you can find free fonts that are beautiful, that are clean, that go well together. Find the one that fits you and just commit to that. And it doesn't have to be for the long term. You can even give it, like I, I say this to my clients, give it six months and just sit with that. Um, the clients that I, or the leads that I talk to that were not ready to work together, I'll be like, go back, find your fonts and just stick with them for a season of time and see how they land on you. But the goal is to stay consistent with that on your website, on your social media, everywhere that your people find you. And one or two main colors. You don't need a whole family. You don't need a ton of nuance. You don't need to overcomplicate. I don't even overcomplicate with my own, like the custom projects. I keep a minimal palette and we stick to those colors. Uh, I also think it's really okay and in fact very recommended to use templates like what Canva offers. Like there are beautiful, elegant designs that you can access for free that are created for you. You can go in and you can customize them with your colors and your fonts and pick like three to five templates for Instagram, a couple for, you know, your mail outs, uh, and use those same ones over and over and just rotate them and update things seasonally or, or swap out, you know, your different colors as you need to, to keep things fresh on your feed, especially. Um, but you don't need to overcomplicate and find new templates or new designs every week or so. Like just find your family, spend a couple of days putting your guidelines together, so to speak, and then just kind of stick with that. Moving forward, uh, I think another thing that I would say is that most agents, or maybe not most, but a lot of agents come to me uh, wanting to do a custom rebrand when it's actually not quite the right time for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that's important to speak to because when you're just starting out, um, there's a lot that you're still figuring out. I mean, you know, and we both remember the fire hydrant that was the first year in real estate yeah. and you're really just trying to survive and learn and do your best and actually get some transactions under your belt. And so to try and embark on a really, really um, intense at times, like in a good way, but digging deep, intense brand experience while trying to establish yourself in this business uh, is just not something that I recommend. And at the level of investment that you're going to be making with a designer, you want to have that vision and focus and know who you're focusing on, um, have a really deep confidence in yourself and how you want to present. Um, some of the most influential realtors and teams that I have worked with and I've rebranded, they've been in the business for 10, 15 years, had a great website, had a, a really well-functioning brand that worked great for them before they felt ready to come to me and really build something from the ground up. And so I think as a really genuine word of encouragement, start where you are, keep it clean, keep it simple, keep it consistent, and know that that's a really strong and beautiful base to grow and let that grow with you. Occupy your brain space for a while. Let your business find its feet and let your vision really crystallize and then go connect with a designer because she, she or he will be able to pull that out of you so much easier and give you that beautiful result that you're looking for because you'll have intention and purpose behind it. I love that. Yeah, we had been, oh gosh, let me see now. We had been in the business for about four years. Mm -hmm. And we'd worked with hundreds of clients at that point before we felt that we even knew, understood where we were trying to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm really glad that you mentioned that because you do have to have something to build off of. Um, who we were that first year is so different even from where we are today. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope from where we will be <laughs> in a couple of years from now. And that's kind of the beauty of it. Yeah. Um, well, I love it. What is, when, when then do you think is 
an agent ready or like what signs in their business are pointing to the fact that they need or are ready for more extensive brand work? From a really practical standpoint, I found that two years and up is just kind of a sweet spot. A minimum of two years, three is even better, but I work with plenty of, of two years in the business and then moving forward from there. Um, and I think this goes back a little bit to what I was saying in terms of you pick and choose the pieces of yourself that most speak to your ideal client. And then we focus on those and leave the rest behind. When I'm working with someone and they are just so stressed about every part of their business and personality being able to be represented in the brand. And it's very anxiety inducing and tends to be creatively stifling on my end as well, because there's no way that you can convey everything about a person, nor should you in a brand. Uh, that's, that's trying to be everything to everyone. And therefore you're not speaking clearly. Um, so when I, when I'm having that conversation on the phone with, with a agent who's interested in working with me, that's typically kind of a, a marker for me that hmm, maybe, maybe we need to, give us a little more time, a little more space for you to kind of work out this, this, and this about me. I really own with confidence and this is what my client needs to hear. And this is why, and the rest it's important and it can come across in my messaging on my website and in my emails because all those pieces have to fit together and work together, but they don't have to be present in a huge way in my brand. When I have that clarity and just that settledness uh, from the client, then I know, okay, this is someone who we can, I can have a really healthy collaboration with because there's just, there's focus and the confidence of knowing who you are. I love it. Oh, such good stuff, <laughs> Caroline. Well, where can those find you if they're interested in talking further or just learning more about um, Blueprint? So definitely visit our website, blueprintbrandstudio.com. I've got all the information there about um, our services and just about us as a team. Uh, we've got a blog as well. We've got an online shop with some uh, templates just for realtors. So that's the best way to get in touch with us, in touch with me. Uh, and then Instagram is where I tend to be the most active in terms of social media. And I share a lot of story there, uh, team, day-to-day -day life. And then of course the projects that we're doing and projects that are coming up and featuring um, our clients, however we can, uh, blog posts that we do, we'll kind of carry them over onto Instagram as well. And especially in the stories and talk about what we're, what we're chatting about with our clients. So that's a great place to connect. I love it. And guys, if you haven't yet, definitely check out Caroline. You have, you are so good at practicing what you preach <laughs> and I love your newsletter. I love your blogs. I love your Instagram feed. Like it's just a feast Thank for you. the eyes. <laughs> I mean, talk about polish and consistency. You definitely set the standard. Um, so if you guys have not checked her out. I'll have plenty of links in the show notes that you can go and follow Caroline. Um, and I want you, you mentioned the templates. I want you to um, kind of elaborate a little bit because I've seen your templates and they are so, so fabulous. Can you share just a little bit about what those are for some agents who might want to begin, you know, adding some nice things to their business, but maybe they're not ready for a huge executive brand overhaul? Yeah. So the templates are perfect for exactly the category that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. The agents who are just starting out or they're just not ready to invest in a custom experience or honestly, they're for the agent who has already invested in the custom experience and they don't want to pay thousands of dollars more for really beautiful marketing materials. And they also want to have the ownership of those materials themselves. So you don't have to pay a designer 80 bucks an hour to go and change one paragraph of text. So that it, it was kind of born out of that and talking to clients who needed beautiful, 
customizable materials that they could own. And so I have essentially developed a suite of client experience magazine style pieces that um, address every single significant touch point or milestone in a transaction experience. So starting from that new lead in your inbox, we have a beautiful welcome guide that you would send to new leads to convert them then to clients. And then at that point, we have our uh, buyer and seller guides. We have a listing proposal all the way to um, the closing experience with a beautiful offboarding guide. And um, I have so much details on the website about all of those, but they're made in Canva. So it's easy for you to just go in and change everything to your brand. If you don't have a brand, um, everything is already beautifully designed with a little like font and color system set up. So it's, it's ready to go if you want it to be. I love it. I am, as you know, the lucky owner of three such pieces. And I would say the welcome guide is probably the most critical piece of collateral that we have in mm -hmm. our business. Um, it's something that we send more often than anything else. And it is such a great way to set the tone. Mm -hmm. um, I promise I'm not turning this into like a big advertisement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of am because I am a fangirl, but it's just, it's one of those things that I feel like every professional needs. And this is kind of what we were talking about it when we decided um, that I needed it. So definitely, definitely, definitely guys check out those templates because they are deeply fabulous and you may just find yourself wanting to <laughs> purchase those too. Um, well, Caroline, thank you so, so much for sharing your time and being so generous with your thoughts for us today. Um, I, I really appreciate it. It was a blast having you on. Same. It was fun. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to themarketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.